Hey guys, I thought I'd have a little bit of fun today and do a video on how not to attract an INFJ. I'm sure we've all had it happen. We meet somebody and we're like, hey, this person's kind of cool. This person's attractive to me in some way. And then they open their mouth or they do something and it's like this immediate turnoff. We don't really want anything to do with that person anymore. And I think a lot of times people are confused when they're around us INFJs. So I think in general, INFJs kind of appear a little bit mysterious to a lot of people, and they're kind of attracted to that. They want to kind of crack that nut, basically. I'm sure a lot of these things will be turnoffs to other people as well, other personalities, but I tried to focus it towards the INFJ personality. So let's get started. So number one, if you want to get under my skin, be a logical contradiction. Contradict yourself. Make your words not match your actions. So one thing that I think is true about INFJs is we like to look at all sides of an issue. So we will consider the position that we think is most likely to be true, but then we'll also consider the counter position and almost play devil's advocate. We'll play devil's advocate with ourselves. We'll play devil's advocate with other people. And sometimes people have a hard time identifying really what side of the issue we're on. But I think a side effect of being able to consider all sides of an issue is you really start to notice when people start to play both sides of an issue. Maybe they're saying one thing and they're on one side, but then their actions don't really match that and they're doing something that seems to contradict what they're saying. So this is one thing that just drives me a little bit crazy these days and it, it's, like, it's like fireworks going off in front of me. So number one, be a logical contradiction. So the second way to not attract an INFJ is to never open up and just keep them at arm's length. Keep all your ideas to yourself. Don't let them know how you're feeling. Don't let them know what you're thinking about something. Basically, make them guess. Just make them guess. The thing about INFJs is we have this desire to understand people and to know people. And the people that are in our lives, our close relationships, we want to know those people well. We want to have deep connections. So if somebody is in your life that basically won't allow that process to happen, won't allow those connections to deepen, it can just be really uncomfortable for an INFJ. And I think that a lot of us exist in that a lot with a lot of our family relationships, our friendships. But over time, it's one thing that I've realized, I just don't really have time for that in my life anymore. I have time for good relationships and I don't have time for bad ones. So if you wanna be considered as one of those good relationships, you pretty much have to open up. But if you're trying not to attract an INFJ, never open up. So number three is force them into constant small talk or put them into situations where they're forced to interact with really shallow people. So INFJs are introverted. Although we like to go out and hang out with people, we love having, we, we need that. Everybody needs that. If you end up with very extroverted people that just wanna like party all the time, I think that can be pretty exhausting to an INFJ. We like to have deep conversations or at least good conversations or conversations that actually mean something. I think a lot of us have a hard time with small talk because it just feels like a waste of time. It's like, I got better things to do. I got work to do. Why am I standing here for 20 minutes talking about nothing with somebody that doesn't matter? So if you really want to turn me off, just force me to do that. Shame me in some way. Guilt trip me that I'm not doing it enough. So the fourth way on how not to attract an INFJ would be to dismiss their ideas as boring and impractical. You know, if they come up with some kind of idea, just 
respond with, yeah, or okay, or even better, just walk away in the middle of them talking. Maybe ask a question like, how are you doing? And then when they start to answer that in an authentic, legitimate way, just act disinterested and walk away. That is a perfect way to turn an INFJ completely off. INFJs just love to dissect things and, and find the layers of meaning within all things, at least something that I like to do. It's like, what does this mean? Well, what's the underlying motivation of that behavior? Like, what is the root of this problem? And how can we solve all these symptoms? And when I see something, oftentimes I see it as this multifaceted issue. And I've noticed that a lot of people, they just have no interest in that. They just wanna look at the surface level and they're totally cool with that. And so if you wanna turn off an INFJ, you know, dismiss their attempts at finding that meaning. Act disinterested, act bored, you know, act exhausted. That's another thing. It's like act overwhelmed and exhausted at things that fire us up a little bit. So the fifth way on how to not attract an INFJ would be to dismiss or actually discourage their passions. So INFJs with the dominant introverted intuition, INTJs are like this as well. It's sort of like we, we know what we want to do and we have these passions and we have this sort of loose abstract goal often that we're trying to push towards. And if the people in our lives sort of aren't on board with that, or worse, they kind of shame us for those things that we really want to do, those things that we really value, the things we're really pushing towards, that can be extremely stressful and taxing for an INFJ because we also want to create this social harmony with people. We want people to be happy. We want to give people a good experience. That's really important for INFJs. And so if, if we're ever put into this position where we have to choose sort of our passions and our desires and having to make somebody else happy, it creates this massive cognitive dissonance, which is, it's almost like a contradiction in your mind. You don't know which way to go. You really want to do this, but you really want to do this as well. But you can't do both, right? So if you really want to turn an INFJ off, force them into that cognitive dissonance by dismissing their passions or discouraging them or worse yet, telling them that you don't want them to do those things. So number six would be constantly interrupt them while they're working. So for me, it sometimes takes me a little bit of time to actually start working. It's like I have to sit there and let it percolate for a minute. Like, what am I doing? What am I trying to accomplish here? And then I finally start and then somebody comes along and, you know, just breaks that concentration. And sometimes, like, all it takes is one little break in concentration, and it could take me, like, 10 minutes to get back into that work state again. And if you're in a work environment where you're just constantly being interrupted, constantly being distracted, that can be really stressful and exhausting for an INFJ. So if you want to impress an INFJ... Let them do their work. Don't interrupt them. Just let them have their time to get that done. If you want to piss an INFJ off, constantly interrupt them. It's easy. So the seventh way on how not to attract or impress an INFJ would be to be overly attached to traditions and just the way that things should be or the way that things should be done simply because they were done that way in the past and it's just the way that we do things. So INFJs typically want to use their own brains to come up with the best way to do things. Like consider a situation, consider all the variables here, and what's the best path forward? That's basically one of an INFJ's main strengths. And oftentimes we can come to very different conclusions than the way that things have been done before. 
So certain personalities, the guardian personalities, as I refer to them, which is ESTJs, ESFJs, ISTJs, ISFJs. So the, that's 40% of the population. They, they, they're all very high in introverted sensing. Introverted sensing sort of loves to grab on to these past experiences and the way that things should be, the way that things have been done. Very hard for those people sometimes to break out of those molds and consider new ways of doing things, new ideas. So that is naturally going to grind a little bit with an INFJ unless you are willing to validate their pr process and opinions now and then and let them go off on these paths to try to solve problems in new ways. Don't be super stuck, but of course, if you want to piss an INFJ off, just act super rigid, super controlled, never change, never accept new ideas, and that will pretty much do the trick. So number eight, when an INFJ is in their natural state of working towards ideas and you know solving problems, accuse them of being crazy or obsessive or just generally exhausting. This is something I've had to deal with a lot in the past. It's like, me in my natural state is exhausting to this person. And, and when you come to that realization, it's actually dangerous for this other person because it's like, well, it's, it's an impossible choice. Well, I have to not be myself for you to not be exhausted. You think I'm crazy? The reality is this. If you are an INFJ and you're listening to this and there's somebody in your life that's making you feel crazy, you are not crazy. You got to remember that. These people just probably don't understand you. And so if you want to help an INFJ, make them want to be around you, validate them, validate their ideas. If you act like they are crazy all the time, that is just a surefire way for that INFJ to eventually leave. So as an aside to that comment, I think being intrigued, that's the best state. So if you're confused by an INFJ, rather than act like, oh, turned off and get, you know, what, what are you doing? You know, like, are you crazy? Instead, act intrigued, act interested, ask questions, ask why, right? Why are you thinking that? Why are you doing that? I think INFJs love to answer that question, why? We love to ask why. I've noticed that certain people really hate giving reasons. They hate being asked why they're doing something. Number nine, force the INFJ into quick, impulsive decisions. So with the introverted intuition, which is the dominant function of the INFJ, we like to sit with things for a bit. We like to have things percolate. Um, you know, we don't like to be in this situation where we're forced to make a choice really quickly. To some other people, that can look like indecisiveness. But the reality is we are very decisive. We just need some time to consider it because we don't like to make bad choices. Like, for example, if I actually buy something, I generally... I will look at all sides of that purchase. Do I need this thing? What are the pros? What are the cons? Okay. And by the time I actually buy something, I've, I've beat that issue to death. And I know that uh, this is the right purchase. This is the right decision. This is the best use of resources. But I've noticed other people out there that's just like, just make these quick little impulse buys. Definitely not me. And that's fine. Everybody's allowed to be different. However, here is the way to really turn off an INFJ, is to force them into those decisions. So high pressure sales, and I actually have a policy now, and I actually tell them this, that if they are trying to pressure me, the answer is no. It doesn't matter how much I need this thing, how bad I want it, the answer is no, if there is a pressure sales technique going on here. 
So recently I was buying something for my business and it took a little bit of negotiation and I was talking to this person on the phone. And so by the end of the call, you know, I was getting, I was getting there. And then she pulled this out. She said, if you can commit to the purchase by the end of this call, I'll give you 50% off. And it's like immediately the alarm bells go off in my head. And I said to her, well, if that's the way this works, then I, I'm sorry, I don't respond to high pressure sales. And the answer is no. And then she was immediately like confused, right? Because this, I don't think that's not really maybe how most people react to that. Most people are like, oh, really? And they, they, they accept this arbitrary rule that this decision must be made by the end of the call. So after a little bit more discussion, I said, you know, I'll take a week. If you want to give me a week, I will consider this and then I'll let you know. And then so she reluctantly agreed. But then, you know, I called her back a few days later and made the purchase. So number 10 is be passive aggressive or use other manipulation techniques. So what is passive aggression? It's basically a thing that people do to hide their aggression. Let's say they got a problem with somebody. Instead of just voicing that and saying, hey, here's my problem, they instead let it leak out in other ways. The problem is, for INFJs, is that we pick up on this stuff and we're like, whoa, is this person mad at me? And it becomes this obsession where you're like trying to figure out what's going on. And it kind of puts the INFJ into this sort of heightened awareness state where we're overthinking about it, we're trying to psychoanalyze a person, try to figure out what's wrong. Maybe we start questioning them. It's a really stressful state. I think it's almost abusive, actually. So long story short, just be open about what, what your problem is. So number 11 on how not to attract an INFJ. Just make everything about yourself. Don't, don't consider them, don't consider their needs. I think it's really important to have a bit of empathy if you're gonna have a relationship with an INFJ. You have to ask them things. You have to consider their feelings now and then because they might not always voice their, their own feelings and their own wants. And on top of it, we're just kinda, we don't really like ego. I think most of us are really reluctant to brag and show our, you know, our strengths. We're almost like, we wanna hide those things to kinda you know, not look like we're bragging. So if other people kind of exude those traits, sometimes we can find that like a pretty big turnoff. So number 12 of how not to attract an INFJ. Act like the end justifies the means. Sort of like, I want peace, but we're gonna use violence to get to peace. Most INFJs, actually most idealists, which are the ENFJs, ENFPs, INFJ, INFP, all those personalities are gonna be really turned off by that. The means to getting to a goal is just as important as the goal itself. So what's an example? Um, let's say you've got a spider in the house and you don't want a spider in your house. You want a spider-free house. Some people might just say, well, easy, kill the spider and get it out of the house. Now we have a spider-free house. The end justifies the means, which is killing. For me, I don't want to kill that spider. I want to capture it and then I want to take it outside and let it go. And now I've achieved this goal of having no spider in my house. But at the same time, I feel good that I didn't like compromise my values to achieve that goal. So in the past, you know, I've been with people that don't really seem to consider the means. It's like the, the end is all that matters. I find that a big turnoff at this point in my life. So number 13 would be to disrespect an INFJ's need for quality time. So I realize there's all these different love languages and you know, different people show love in different ways. But I'll tell you what's important to an INFJ. Quality time is important. And I don't even think it really has to be that often. It just has to be sometimes some concentrated quality time. 
And so what are some ways that you can basically disrespect that? So you got a romantic relationship with an INFJ, and this INFJ is looking forward to this sort of romantic weekend away. And then, you know, you invite a friend. So suddenly there's a third person on this trip. Or let's say you're going out for dinner, and this INFJ is looking forward to a couple hours of uninterrupted quality time. But, you know, you just spend the whole time on your phone texting with other people or, you know, just basically disregarding the fact that this is supposed to be some quality time. An INFJ will take that really seriously. You know, on road trips and stuff, an INFJ will put a lot of time and effort into creating the right vibe and making that a special time. Other personalities I've noticed could really care less about this. And if that's you, you that's fine, you can do that. But just to let you know that if you've got an INFJ in your life, you might end up annoying them with that behavior. All right, so that was my 13 ways on how not to attract an INFJ or basically how to piss off an INFJ. I'm sure there's other ones. If you guys got some other ideas, feel free to drop them in the comments below. And otherwise, I hope you enjoyed the video and have yourself a great day. Bye.